welcome to the Soul Revival Church Podcast. My name is Melissa Poisel, and my husband TJ and I are the lead pastors here at Soul Revival. Thank you so much for listening in. We pray that today's message is encouraging and inspiring. Good morning and welcome to Soul Revival Church at Home. My name is TJ, my wife Melissa and I are lead pastors here, and we're excited to have you join us. We've been in an incredible series called Straight Out of Context, and I know, I know you guys have been loving it and it's coming to a close this morning, but we're praying over this word that God has for you. But right now we'd love it if you'd say what's up. High five some people in the comment section, say where you're listening from, say your name, give some love signs, some fist bumps, whatever that might look like. Uh, If you're in the living room with some people, Give some high fives, get excited, some high elbows. I don't know, maybe you invited a neighbor over, you're keeping your social distance, that's awesome. Uh, Because we know that in these moments that we're facing right now, in the midst of the news that we've gotten over this past week, the uncertainty about what to do, the most important thing is not to judge anybody with the discernment that they have, but we lead with love first. Whether you're hanging out in a crowd right now, or you're saying, I'm staying quarantined, I'm going to wait for the first phase of people jumping back into normalcy to see what happens. But we want you to know, no matter what you're facing, whatever you're feeling, uh, we love you and you belong here at Soul Revival Church. And we're excited to have this opportunity to spend some time with you. Now, this morning, we're going to be kicking off uh, in our message in James, James 1. Uh, And if you got your Bible, awesome. If you don't, go ahead and grab it because you might be in your home, but you can also use the Bible app. If you're streaming right now with us, don't stream off. We'll put the verses on the screen just to let you get an opportunity to see it. And you can take some notes. For those of you taking notes, you get extra credit. (laughs) I'm just playing. Hey, I'm just trying to liven the mood right now. I hope you're all having some fun in your living rooms. I'm standing up this time. Like I I feel like I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, just praying over the day that we can be together. But right now, I'm doing it uh, vicariously through this moment of standing up on the other side of this screen. But I want you to know about the Bible. The Bible, so many of us can look at it, be intimidated by it. Where do you open up? Where do you start reading it? I would suggest, John, if it's your first time opening it. But uh, it's not it's not a book filled with rules on things that you have to do, so God will love you. And I know that could be a common misconception. And that really speaks to the series we're in and straight out of context. But we want you to know that this, this is the God-breathed, Holy Spirit-inspired Word of God. And it is a love story. It's a love story about a broken world. Broken world because God gave us free will to make the decisions that we want to make in our lives. And we made some mistakes. But it's okay because God said, you know what, I love you so much, I'm coming after you. And ultimately culminates in the story of Jesus leaving heaven to come and save us. And this is that love story. Hopefully you had an opportunity to get to James. James 1. I'm starting in verse two. Trials and temptations is the heading in some Bibles. I'm in the NIV version right now, but it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. I know some of us are facing some trials right now because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And if you are taking notes, the title of this message is Stronger. Would you take a moment and pray with me? God, we thank you so much that you are here, that you are with us, that you are for us and ever against us. We know that you have a plan and a purpose through this message. God, I pray that you would help me get out of the way, that you would speak through me and that the Holy Spirit would impact and inspire people, that they would feel your love, your embrace, and know that you care for them. 
God, we thank you that we have the opportunity to celebrate and worship you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, I'm pumped. Sunday mornings, right? We're celebrating this together, celebrating Jesus. Um, Man, I've been thinking about my faith and the journey, and I know we've got so much time to sit back, reflect about all the relationships that we have, the people we wish we could hang out with, what our story looks like, what this journey has been within each of our lives. And I've been reflecting on what Jesus has done in my life, the way that he's changed and transformed me from the inside out. But when I first accepted Jesus, so I haven't always known Jesus. Uh, I stepped into a relationship with him when I was 22 years old. And I'd love to share that story. At some point, some of you know it. But one of the things that, uh, as I was preparing for this message that God put on my heart is, remember when you first accepted Jesus, what that looked like? See, because in straight out of context and the topic, as we're talking about being stronger today, uh, really reminded me of that first thought of, okay, I have a relationship with Jesus, so life's supposed to get easier now, right? Everything's just supposed to be better. It's going to be awesome. God's just going to take care of me, and I'm good to go. And then I started applying for jobs. <laughs> oh, let me give let me give you some backstory to this. So I accept a relationship with Jesus, but I was making a lot of mistakes in my life. But I graduated college, and I was trying to get a job. And I started applying different places. Well, how many of you know that when you make some mistakes in your past, just because you have a relationship with Jesus does not mean that it's not going to impact your future. See, but that's what's incredible about the grace of God, that he'll still bless you through it, but it doesn't make the circumstances easy. Because I had to have some difficult conversations. I have a record. And I'm going to be open and honest about it because that's the transformation that God can do within our lives and within our hearts. He changes us from who we used to be to who we can be because he has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. So, yes, I've been arrested. And when I started applying for jobs and trying to figure out what's the future going to look like for me, I'm trying to get married. I want to have a family someday. But here's this blemish on my record. And then having to go into interviews and answer questions about it having to talk to people and explain what happened. Um, And unfortunately, there was more than one item on this record. So it made things a little bit more stressful as I stepped into it. And I'm like, but wait a second, I accept a life with Jesus now. This is supposed to be easy. Or going and sharing with friends and family, people that I love and I'm close to and sharing this decision that I've made in my life and the way that Jesus has impacted me and thinking they were going to be pumped about it. But losing relationships in the midst of it. See, but I'm like, man, this just isn't right. Life's supposed to get easier when I have God, right? And some of you might be feeling that right now. Like, yeah, I accept a relationship with Jesus, but this COVID-19 is getting me. I feel so isolated. I just need to hang out with some people. Or, or maybe it's hitting you in different ways with different jobs being taken away, not having the opportunity to earn an income, wondering what's the next day going to look like. Or maybe you're an educator just trying to figure out how can I help these kids? How can I get the resources to do it and feeling frustrated that you don't have the tools to be able to make it happen? Or our leaders, they're trying to navigate and figure out something brand new that the world has never experienced and encountered before. But now you're tasked with trying to lead people through it. So you're like, God, where are you in the midst of all of this? And we all have these moments. See, but when we step into a relationship with Jesus and we've got God with us, it doesn't always make things easier the way that we would like or expect it to be. And I'm not saying this to try to scare anybody, 
but I'm also not going to sugarcoat things and I'm not going to hide it because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He wants to do something in and through you that's going to change the trajectory of many people's future. But it's like anytime you face adversity, you face an opponent, you want to know a little something about them, right? You want to be prepared. You want to be ready for it so that we can get stronger. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Now, not, not. Did anybody else? Anybody else think of that in a moment? Or maybe it was, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I, I won't try to sing. I, I'm sure my wife will be laughing hard at me uh, when she's watching this back. But I, I just have a song come to mind all the time. So I apologize for the tangent. But I'm just thinking about how do we get stronger? Because that's a phrase that's commonly used. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And I'm not saying that that's not true. But I'm also curious, what does that look like? in a relationship with Jesus? How does he want to work in and through that to make us stronger? See, because this text that we're in today, James 1, 2 to 4, where it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind. Do you consider it joy? Man, if you didn't join us last week, you need to check it out because Melissa's message on the pursuit of holiness was incredible when she breaks down the difference between happiness and joy. Because Happiness is based on what's happening in your life, but this is talking about joy. It's an eternal joy that circumstances can't touch. So we can consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Having faith is a belief in something that you can't see, and that can be difficult to do at times. But when we continue to press into that faith and when we face trials and say, you know what, I'm going to rejoice in the midst of it because I know Jesus has got my back, that makes your faith grow. That gives you perseverance to push on. That makes you stronger so that you can say, you know what, I can face this. Because before I felt so alone and isolated, but now, now I have the power of God residing within me through the Holy Spirit. See, when you accept a relationship with Jesus, he sends his great advocate to reside in your heart. He takes residency within your heart to say, I'm about to help you walk through some things. I want to give you strength. I want to help guide your path in the way that you live. And it's not so different than what the disciples had faced. There was a moment in time before Jesus was about to be crucified for us. And he starts to lay it out for his disciples. Prior to that time, he's spoken a lot of parables, a lot of things that they didn't fully understand or comprehend. But in this moment, he starts to lay it out for them. And I'm going to take you to John 16 starting in verse 31. And here's what it says. Jesus is speaking to his disciples and he says, do you now believe? And other translations are speaking to it and saying like, now that you believe, he's talking to his disciples saying, okay, now that you believe in who I am and what I've been saying to you, a time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered each to your own home. Man, was that a prophecy or what? Here we are scattered to our own homes. But it continues, you will leave me all alone. Some of us tried to escape the busy for so long and we had a relationship with Jesus. But now that we're isolated in our home, we're like, all right, I'm just going to chill. And has Jesus still been a priority? I just felt felt compelled to share that. It wasn't in the notes, but I'm just saying for those of you who love Jesus, has Jesus been the priority for you in this season? But here's how Jesus responds, that I am not alone for my father is with me. See, because he knows he has a father in heaven with him no matter what. So earthly circumstances didn't matter. But he was foreseeing what was going to take place because his disciples did scatter. 
But Jesus continues, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. So he's not condemning him. He's not being mad at him. He's just saying, look, you can have peace though because I'm with my father. Because in this world, you will have trouble. He just lays it out. You will have trouble. You will face trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. See, through his death, resurrection, and now he's seated on the throne in heaven, he has overcome death. He has overcome the world. So whatever we face right now, it's nothing compared to the kingdom life that we get to have for an eternity when we're in a relationship with Jesus. And he's saying, it's going to be tough. Life will be challenging. Things are going to come at you that are hard to persevere through. But hey, continue to build your faith because that will build your perseverance because I want you to know that I'm with you because I'm going to make you stronger. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Some of you, it's been in your head this whole time. But Jesus is reaching out and letting his disciples know that. And you need to know that right now. That he is with you. He's got a plan for your life. Whatever it is that you're facing right now, he's not going to leave you there. He's going to come alongside you in the midst of it. And he's going to help you persevere through it. Here's the thing. When you accept a relationship with Jesus, it changes everything. And you might say, you know what? Since I've stepped into a relationship with Jesus, my life has gotten more difficult than it was before. And I want to let you know that you, you should expect that. Because before you weren't a threat. You just weren't. I mean, I've been watching this documentary on the Bulls and Michael Jordan and The Last Dance, and it's been awesome to watch. But what I also love to see was Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr, nobody would guard the dude. Everybody's focused on Jordan. He's getting double and triple team and still just taking over. And ah. Everybody knows who Jordan is. But guess what? One time Jordan passing the ball and he hits the game winner. You better believe they started guarding him after that. So think of it that way. Now you stepped into the game. You might have been there, but you hadn't fully stepped into that relationship. Now you're in it and you've become a threat. So there's a target on your back. It's saying, all right, I got to guard them. But the beauty is you're on a team. You're on a team. And, and Jordan ain't a Jesus. Jesus, he has all authority, all power, because he has overcome the world. So when you're on that team, man, I tell you what, that's why Revival Squad, that's our leadership team. We're going to get some information on how to be a part of it. But here at Soul Revival Church, like we are better together. That's a core value within Soul Revival Church because we know that when we are together and when Jesus is leading the way, we can get through anything because he's going to make us stronger. And when you're a part of a team in that way, and it's a team that you know already has the victory, it's like having the cheat code. Like I know we already won. So I can trust in God no matter what, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to face trials. It, it will come, but God's got your back. And it also may be that when you step into a relationship with Jesus, things start to bubble to the surface that you haven't dealt with. Things like me and my record. But I thank God that he guided me through it. He put me in the right positions. And now here I am having the opportunity to talk about Jesus to people, share the story about how he's transformed my life and how he wants to use it. And, and I'm not special. Like we're all special to God, but I'm just letting you know, like I'm not, I'm not any specifically more special than anybody else because he loves his children. Any skill set and ability that you have was given to you by God, and he wants you to use it to glorify him. But he loves you so much that he won't force you to use it for his glory. But when you do, you get more joy than you could ever imagine. And there's a verse that so many people are familiar with. Psalm 23. 
Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I take a look at my life. That's not how it goes. <laughs> Did I get some of you? All right, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Man. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So it was beautiful about this as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, as I'm walking through it, but you're with me. I have comfort in it. It doesn't say that when God's with you, you no longer walk through valleys. You will walk through some valleys, but he will, he will comfort you in the midst of it. And he'll set a table for you in the midst of your enemies. I don't know about you. When I think about setting the table and sitting down for dinner, hanging out with family and friends, that's what I envision in this moment. Like, all right, my enemies are all around me and Jesus is preparing a table for me. That tells me he's not too concerned. See, we may have become a threat to the enemy, but the enemy is not a threat to Jesus. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, when you claim the authority that Jesus has in your life, the enemy has no power over you. He has no control over you. You have the authority of heaven. But the enemy wants to tell you, you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. And we start to take things out of context and we start to look at things like, all right, well, I must not love God enough. I must not be doing all the right things because I'm still experiencing difficulty. I would say, look, sometimes you might be facing more difficulty because God's not making things happen to you. He's not. But he will be with you in the midst of it. And he'll walk you through it. And he'll give you the perseverance that you need. He will give you the strength that you need. I promise you. I've lived it and I've experienced it. And I could not imagine. I could not imagine a life without Jesus. Because I know before him, the pain that I would experience on a daily basis, I turned to the wrong things, drugs and alcohol, to try to fulfill that. But the next day I felt feeling worse off. Never changed. It was this continuous cycle then of just trying to figure out how to get through the next day. Where through Jesus, I've been able to look at difficulties and challenges in my life and say, okay, God, but you're bigger than this and you got me. Because I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. My Lord is with me. And we're facing this right now in the midst of COVID-19. Trying to figure out what does normal look like now? None of us are normal. Know that. When you step into a relationship with Jesus, I mean, first and foremost, none of us are really normal. But with Jesus, we're called to be foreigners in this world. We're aliens. We're just here for a short time because our final residency is in the kingdom of heaven. So as we're here, nothing should ever look normal for us, but we should always be asking God, how do you want to use me in this season? I don't want to pray away these moments because you want to do something in the waiting. You have plan and a purpose for me right now in the waiting. So what does the future look like? Am I going to be able to help people who have differing opinions over how to manage this to say, hey, but here's how we love, regardless of what you're going through or your thoughts on this whole pandemic? Because we're going to lead with love. God tells us to love him and love people. But when we start to face these challenges and these difficulties, man, Jesus will meet us where we're at. See, there's this moment in time where Jesus just got done preaching the greatest message anyone's ever heard of, the Sermon on the Mount, where he's showing us and teaching us how to live. And this man with leprosy comes up to him. And here's the thing. In those days, if you had leprosy, you were an outcast. 
you were told, do not come in the vicinity of anyone, especially people with Jewish faith. They look down on you. You must have done something wrong, so you should stay over there. So I don't care what you're facing. I don't care how bad you think you are. I don't care about the mistakes you think that you've made. You have, you have to have the confidence to come to Jesus with it. Because he will not turn you away. He will not because this, this man with leprosy comes up to Jesus because he just heard him speak, heard about the grace and the goodness of God and, and comes up to him. And this is what happens in Matthew 8, 2 to 3. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately, he was cleansed of his leprosy. You can go to God with any request. You can. But when we face challenges and difficulty, there's, there's a key phrase that we have to look at. Because in this, that man said, if you are willing. And a lot of us look at God and, and we come with them with requests when times get hard. And we say, God, I will believe in you if you answer my prayer. If you get me that job. If you save my loved one who's hurting right now. See, the man of leprosy didn't come and say, I'll believe in you if. He came into him believing and saying, if you want to, you can do this. We'll never fully understand why things happen. But you have an opportunity to have a faith in Jesus who will be there with you. He cured this man. He'll cure you too, whether it's in this life or the next, but he'll come alongside you and love you in the midst of it. But are we willing to come before Jesus and drop to our knees and say, I just need you. If you're willing, can you do this for me? But if not, I'm going to believe anyways. Because I'm going to rejoice in the midst of my suffering because I'm going to allow it to produce perseverance. See, in this series, as we've been talking about straight out of context, I want to share a story as, as we kind of close out this whole thing about Jesus. See, before Jesus began his ministry, he was baptized. But then he was led off into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. That's where Lent came from, for those of you who may have heard of Lent. Because for 40 days and 40 nights, he didn't eat or drink anything. But he was continuing to be tempted by the enemy. And he had to go to battle when he felt his weakest. And there are times you might be feeling right now, man, I feel like I'm at my weakness. And I just want to give up. And I want to let go. And Jesus modeled it for us to say, you know what, but you can push on, you can push through. But I want to read something for you. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And do everything with love. See, because Jesus, he was on guard in the wilderness. He stood firm in his faith. He knew his father was with him. Like from the verses we read at the beginning of the message, he knew that his father was with him. So that he could be courageous and strong. But the enemy would come at him. Say, look, I'll give you all of this. And he tried to tempt him by utilizing scripture. 
but Jesus would always respond with truth, with truth scripture. See, because straight out of context means that we're reading something, we're taking it in the wrong way, and we're not applying it to our life the way that God intended it, with love and grace and truth. And Jesus called them on it. And that's why it's so important for us to get into God's word. Say, Jesus, I accept a relationship with you. I want you to help grow me stronger. I want you to help make me better. In Romans 5, 1 to 4, it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. You have the grace through God in a relationship with Jesus. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Not a wishful thinking hope, but a confident expectation of a greater tomorrow based on the character and promises of God. But as we dive into God's word and we get closer, that's where we learn more about who Jesus is and how much he loves us. And he will transform our hearts. He will change our lives. And the sword of the spirit, that's our opportunity to speak God's word. So jump into it. Ask questions. Connect with people. Get involved with the Soul Connect group. Because as we dive into it and then we discuss it with people that we love and we care about and we ask questions, God continues to reveal himself to us. And we see the love that he has for us. Because the world will try to twist things. Try to make it look like we can't have a relationship with Jesus because he doesn't care about us. Or times have just gotten more difficult. But no, it's because of our sufferings we can rejoice. Because we know Jesus went through it too. He modeled what it looked like to stay strong in the midst of it. And saying, look, I will come alongside you. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. God loves you and he cares for you. And today, if you've never made that decision to step into a relationship with Jesus, we want to give you that opportunity. There's no crazy ritual. There's no list of check boxes you have to knock off the list. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. That's it. It's saying, I believe that Jesus came and died for me, that he rose from the grave and that he is seated on the throne in heaven. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna count to three in a moment. And if that's you, and you just speak out loud, that's me. If you feel that within your heart right now, the Holy Spirit is moving and you say, yes, I want that. Just say, that's me. You can throw it in the comments and say, that's me. Let a friend know that you said, that's me. And we would love to come alongside you in the midst of it. But we want you to know that that is the greatest decision you could ever make. And that God will meet you exactly where you're at. And even though life may be challenging at times, he will help create strength within you. He'll produce perseverance that will help you push on. Your faith can grow if you let it. One, you will never be the same. Two, Jesus loves you and he cares for you. Three, if that's you, can you shoot your hand up in the air and say, that's me? Can you put an emoji with your hand in the air to say, that's me, in the comments section? Can you maybe just type out, that's me? All of heaven is rejoicing right now in this moment. There's something special about making 
making an outward move to what God's done inwardly. Throwing that emoji in there, even raising your hand right now, even if you're in a room by yourself, that's okay because you know it, God knows it. But you physically move toward that decision you've made within your heart. And I'd love to pray with you right now in this moment. Would you pray with me, please? God, we thank you so much. We thank you for those who just made this amazing decision to step into a relationship with you. We pray that you would bless them, that you would help them navigate this new journey and to share it with someone, that you would surround them with love and give them an opportunity to step into relationship with people too that love you in a great way. God, we love you. We thank you for the celebration that we get to have right now as all of heaven rejoices for the salvation of those who made the decision to step into a relationship with you. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining Soul Revival Church Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us to help reach more people with the hope and love of Jesus. If you would like to support our ministry, you can visit us online at www.soulrevival.church.